Support for this podcast comes from TextKernel, where the future of recruitment meets the power of AI, helping you connect people and jobs better. Are you ready to take your talent acquisition game to the next level? Look no further than TextKernel, the global leader in AI technology that helps staffing, commercial and government organisations make sense of data and find the right talent effortlessly. If you're looking to connect the right people with the right jobs, TextKernel's AI-powered software makes sourcing and matching easier than ever before. For over 22 years, TextKernel has been helping professionals like you streamline and optimise sourcing, recruitment and talent management processes. With their suite of solutions, you can easily collect and analyse workforce data, manage your talent pipeline, enhance candidate engagement and automate time-consuming tasks. From simplifying CV parsing and enriching data to intelligent job matching and labour market insights, they've got you covered. The best part? TextKernel seamlessly integrates with popular CRM and ATS platforms such as Salesforce, Bullhorn, SAP SuccessFactors, Oracle, TalentSoft, Cornerstone and more, saving you time and resources so you can focus on what matters most. Join the ranks of top corporate HR and staffing teams who trust TextKernel, including companies like Manpower, Netflix and Kelly. Their AI-powered technology has proven its worth in the industry. Ready to unlock recruitment success? Visit TextKernel.com. That's T-E-X-T-K-E-R-N-E-L Com and discover how their solutions can revolutionise the way you can connect people and jobs better and faster and with more confidence. There's been more of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history. Hi there, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 529 of the Recruiting Future podcast. The tech sector has been going through an unprecedented period of layoffs in the last few months. However, the digital skill shortages in the wider market are as challenging as ever and are likely to continue for years to come. So what strategies are employers putting in place to ensure they have the skills they need for their businesses in the future? My guest this week is Lex Pettersen, VP of EMEA at O'Reilly Media. O'Reilly has been helping businesses develop digital skills for over 40 years, and Lex has insights and advice for employers looking to gain a competitive advantage through skills acquisition and development. Hi Lex, and welcome to the podcast. Hi Matt, nice to meet you. Thank you for having me today. An absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Please, could you introduce yourself and tell us what you do? Sure. So uh, my name is Lex Pedersen, and I work at O'Reilly as the VP for the EMEA region. And I've been at O'Reilly for nine years now. And in my role, I work really closely with customers that are investing for their learning needs, uh, making sure that they're getting value from the investment to support uh, the goals that they have around skills and learning and knowledge within the workplace. There may be some people listening who I'm not sure what O'Reilly does. Can you tell us a little bit about the organisation? Oh, yeah, sure. So um, 
We were founded by Tim O'Reilly. He's still very much part of the organization, able to spot emerging technology trends. And O'Reilly has a learning platform. And you go on there to access the very latest and best content for any skills that you might need, particularly in the digital world of today. And I guess some of our unique aspects is there's lots of different learning formats of how you might want to access knowledge, books, videos, live courses. Uh, But also the idea of, I think traditionally, people still very much enjoy structured learning, uh, which we provide, you know, um, a course going from beginning to end, but also just the ability to dip in and out and get quick answers to questions and practice in in an informal moment in in need. So, um, yes, that's O'Reilly for those that perhaps haven't come across it, but we've been around for about 40 years. So um, some people in the tech space perhaps will know us from our books with the animals on the front. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, very familiar, I think, to anyone who's been working in that in that sector. And I suppose that leads nicely to my, my first question. The last sort of few months in the in the tech sector, you know, we've seen kind of massive upheavals, uh, lots of very well-known tech companies laying people off at a scale that's never happened before. But at the same time, it still seems that lots of tech companies are hiring and still having problems getting the talent they need. So give us your view of what's going on in the market at the moment. Yeah, I mean, it's fascinating, isn't it? It's very complex, I think. A couple of thoughts, really. I think, first of all, there's a lot of structural change happening. You know, we had the pandemic that led to digital projects happening very quickly overnight and huge amounts of upskilling and hiring took place. So there's perhaps a little bit now that we're coming out of the pandemic and the world is changing. Uh, Not all of those people that got employed are needed. Um, But there's also a lot of change, isn't there, around the economy. And we've now, you know, with the war, we're a year into the war with Ukraine and Russia. So I think as organizations try and provide a conservative view, uh, perhaps on their direction for the year and meeting their goals, they, they've perhaps had to restructure or, or, you know, make some layoffs, unfortunately. So I think there's a number of things going on. It's very hard to pinpoint one individual aspect. And um, I, I think what we're seeing is just a response to the huge amounts of structural change that are happening in the market, um, particularly in the tech sector, where we did have rapid growth you know, going digital so quickly overnight. And then now it's sort of perhaps slowing down a little bit in some areas, I would say, not all. I mean, some organisations are still very much full speed ahead. So yeah, it's a, it's a little bit hard to pinpoint any one item, I think, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's a very, it is a very complex situation. Um, I suppose thinking more, sort of switching to sort of a bit, bit more long term thinking about what's going on. For the last, you know, for the last few decades, we've been in a position where don't have enough people with the right digital skills to fill jobs that are available for, for companies to build out their their digital infrastructure, to go through digital transformation. It's something that we've just kind of got used to. I mean, how important are digital skills moving forward in the sort of the new version of the world we're looking at? And are they still likely to remain in short supply? 
Yeah, um, well, I feel very passionate about this topic, obviously working in the sector um, for adult education. Uh, but it does really begin with the schools as well, I think, you know. Uh, so in answer to your question, yes, I think digital skills is hugely important um, right now and, and in the future that we're seeing um, with the technology and digitization that's going on. But I think if we take a step back, you know, when young ones are coming out of school, I'm not sure they really have the digital skills ready for the workplace and the roles that we have available for them so it would be great to see perhaps a bit more happening at the ground roots at the early early stages to really get some of uh, the young population a bit more tech ready for roles and and perhaps closer alignment between educational establishments and and corporate and the corporate working world so that you know, when people come into the workplace, they can be digital and ready to get going on what's needed. Um, and then I think, you know, for companies themselves, it's hard to generalize, obviously, you know, whether it's a small, medium or large organization, there are different requirements around what's needed in the digital skill set. But we are seeing, even though we've got layoffs, there's still such a, a lack of the talent in the areas that need to be recruited, um, particularly around hot items like cloud and cybersecurity, um, AI, which is obviously very hot right now with chat GPT as it is. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, there's some real core technology digital skill sets that are required and it's absolutely essential that organizations can really look at that within within all aspects of the business whether it's new hires coming in um, the young grads or apprenticeships but those that perhaps been working there a long time will also be needing to upskill and, and shift a gear perhaps into some new skill sets because uh, what we're seeing is is only going to come more so rather than disappear I think the digital world and technologies as we see it today is just continuing and rapidly uh, moving apace as we uh, as, as I see it anyway and, and um, I think we need to be really ready for that and help help companies yeah do the best by getting people ready with the skills that they need and also i presume that because the skills and uh, because the skills needed are changing so quickly that must represent a big problem for employers as well yeah, exactly. And, you know, I think organizations really uh, need to embrace that. You know, it begins with what what do they need to do um, with their strategic goals? How do they innovate? How do they stay ahead and maintain their competitive angle in, in what they're doing? And based on what those goals are, that sort of transcends into those projects and it, you know, it's the people and technology that are going to make that happen. So do they have the right technology in place or do they need to implement it? And then how are they going to do that? And it's people that are really at the heart of that. Um, do they have the skill sets needed uh, to be able to um, move things forward? And so that goes through every level. But certainly organisations really need to be looking at um what they're doing, you know, what are they doing to invest in their people and invest in the future and ensure that it, you know, it's the digital skills of today, but what about tomorrow and the following year? And, um, you know, making sure that, uh, that, that, I mean, the investment pays off. It, it really pays dividends, but it's important to acknowledge that and have those conversations internally. And digging a bit deeper into that, kind of break down what that looks like. What are the strategies that employers need to adopt to make sure they have the right digital skills in their business, I suppose, both now and in, in the future? 
Yeah, um, it's interesting because obviously, you know, with working with many organizations of different sizes, I think something that you see really clearly that has success is is a top down view. You know, it's important to have sponsorship at the executive level. And when learning and investment in training and skills can be had at the highest level, that makes a huge difference to the success of investing in um, learning and making sure that you get the outcome that you want. Um, it's no good just paying for something uh, and paying for training. You want to make sure it, it gives you what you need from that. So I think, you know, number one is definitely at the top end, making sure that that conversation's had at the highest level. And then it's understanding what you need. So I suppose, you know, an analysis in the business and there's a lot of tools out there, of course, that can help with that, but understanding what the skills are that are needed, but also where are your people today? What's the gap that exists and how are you going to move the needle from where they are to where you want them to be? And then, of course, uh, well, I say, Riley, we talk a lot about the culture of learning. You know, that's huge, making sure that you can feel um, people are motivated and that they're being invested in and that makes them feel good and that they're going to want to learn and they can take ownership for their learning and have curiosity for learning. Uh, so it's not just the company, but the individuals taking responsibility for that themselves as well and, um, and making that learning relevant. So I think that's huge is, you know, what's in it for them? what's the benefit to them and making sure that those learning initiatives can be successful the other aspect I suppose just to finish off on that point is you know people do learn in different ways and it's really easy to make assumptions that everyone might want the same approach but some people want to learn off a mobile some people want an audio book or audio experience others might want a live experience others just need um, like a coding lab to get practicing and I think you know having flexibility of learning is huge in the workplace when we think about digital skills, getting getting that to be successful. It's thinking about, yeah, flexibility of learning, meeting learners where they are, what's going to work for them to make sure that they can feel passionate and successful about gaining that new information. Um, and then it's going in and also problem solving because it's all very well you learn something but then what then you go on a live project or you start to implement it and you really need the practice and the hands-on sort of practical approach so yeah it's, it's a very comprehensive uh, sort of 360 in the organization but I think um, top down uh, as I mentioned at the beginning is probably the best place to start and, and going from there a quick message from our sponsor Winolo Hi everyone, I want to tell you about Winolo. That's W-O-N-O-L-O. Winolo stands for Work Now Locally. Winolo enables businesses to find quality workers for on-demand, seasonal, short-term and long-term work. Ditch the bulky paperwork and interview process and use Winolo to find quality workers fast and get work done even faster. With flexible workers and no platform fees... You can save on operating costs, meet demand and maximise earnings with ease. Winolo is available in over 100 markets, including Chicago, Dallas, Atlanta, New York and Seattle. Get workers who are ready to work and spend less time finding them with Winolo. Go to www.winolo.com slash pod. That's www.wonolo.com. OLO.com slash pod and take the stress out of finding workers.
what really interests me about kind of the, the emerging understanding of, of skills in business is how it really crosses traditional HR silos like talent acquisition, talent management, learning and learning and development. Do you see the relationships between those perhaps traditionally separate functions evolving are are silos breaking down inside employers as they kind of look more holistically at at skills and how they have the right skills in the business yeah it's interesting isn't it i think uh, in some organizations some of that is being broken down uh, more in uh, in particular i suppose where you've got the technology investment coming from tech so what i mean by that is the first area that needs investment in learning might be in the technology space and they're paying for it. So it's aligning and having a connection between the technology group and then your traditional L&D group and making sure that those two worlds are collaborating and yeah, the silos are being broken down because we often see at O'Reilly, you know, an investment typically will come within the technology group to start with and it's successful and they build a best practice and it might grow across the organization as other departments also want to embrace digital skills. So I find it very interesting that 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 sort of traditional uh, approach of L&D and learning used to be sort of its own entity. But I, I think with some of these skills now, starting in tech but being recognized as everybody needing them Uh, you know knowledge workers in general need to embrace new digital skills those barriers are being broken down but yeah it's different from one organization to the next of course and um and i think if they can i suppose the lesson to be learned is good collaboration between the different teams and departments and what's needed but certainly yeah i think with with tech being at the forefront now of running some of those critical innovation projects that are going on we see a much closer alignment towards L&D and then obviously with talent acquisition it's um it's interesting because one option is obviously to hire in but also I think you know we're recognizing that you don't have that ability there's not enough talent out there people are struggling to hire the right talent so it's about in upskilling internally and and talent acquisition within the business and so how do we make that happen and that's again about collaboration within departments to make sure people know their skill sets and are available then to move on to different projects when they become available and is that something you're seeing happening more and more? Because it's something that lots of companies have been talking about for quite a few years, but sometimes the practicalities of it seem quite different. Do you think that's changing and people are putting kind of more importance on upskilling and reskilling and understanding what talent's already in the business? Yeah, I definitely think there's a lot of really good work going on around that. We're helping loads of organizations around that sort of talent mobility where you've got um, non-technical employees on a journey and they'll access, you know, O'Reilly content to become a, you know, a, a software developer, a front, a front end engineer, um, and, and taking people from A to B. And it might be in a non-technical role, which I think is wonderful. You know, another one would be, um, accountants have, you know, huge ability to move into the data science world, data engineering. You know, they've got the maths, they've got the statistics and it's moving them into where those jobs are in today's world. And so much much of that can be around um yeah the data science space so we definitely see that we see a lot of um companies looking at moving talent internally by getting them 
with the new skills, getting getting them on a path from A to B so that they can be ready um, for the new roles within the organization. I think that's definitely coming. Yeah, we're seeing a lot more of that for sure and supporting people on that journey. That The challenge, of course, is, you know, it's uh, everyone's learning ecosystems different. So, you know, one person's background is different to the next. And I think there you that's where you need to have that personalized approach that not everybody will be on that same learning journey they might need a personalized version for them because what one person's background will be different to the next and yet you all need to get to becoming you know software engineer for example so um yeah i i i think it's exciting it's great to see that ability for organizations internally to invest in their people in that way and um yeah move on to some different projects and also it's great for talent retention you know get people uh, interested in something slightly different to what they've been doing you mentioned chat gpt earlier in the conversation what do you think the implications are with uh, the kind of the rapid development in generative ai how's that gonna sort of affect the the world of skills yeah, I mean, it's fascinating, isn't it? I think we're all trying to get our minds around how this will work. And I think in the short, well, I, I suppose my personal opinion is, I think we'll get to a place where it's a bit like having your own sort of superhero, uh, sort of like this PA idea that you could be uber productive. It's not necessarily always going to be accurate or, or, or replace the work you do. It's about getting more work done in quite a clever way, a bit of a boilerplate, and then you'll work from it. But I think, uh, yeah, it's fascinating. I mean, in the short term, I think it's just going to explode, isn't it? I, I mean, Bill Gates, I think, is well documented in his view that um, it, it's really quite significant. This is a huge, huge innovation that will change the way we do things, just like the, the computer did and the mobile phone did. Um, and I was talking to my kids and I was saying, do you know what I find is the easiest way to explain it to them is in the old days, I watched TV, there was four channels, there was, you know, adverts and when you change the channel you get off your sofa and you press the button and the whole nation tunes in at eight o'clock for the same program and then you all make a cup of tea in the adverts and I look at it now and you know we do more tv it hasn't changed really it's just the fact that it's easier because we don't get off the sofa there's no adverts you watch when you want when you want it and streaming has sort of changed that and I think for the kids right now they're, they're using you know the internet and, and maybe a google search for example but they probably won't need to they'll probably just have this little superhero pa that's going to do lots of things but yeah i kind of find it really fascinating like so many and uh well we'll see we're not sure where that's going to go in the long run but i think in the short term there's a lot to be embraced around the productivity that it can bring yes i, I had a similar conversation with my son the other day and he wouldn't believe me yeah <laughs> <laughs> it just seems it seems so far-fetched that that's how things used to work or or, or didn't work at the time I know. <laughs> Sorry, but on that, I think what's so funny is like it takes me back to like you know Christmas Day when everyone tunes into the James Bond film, you know, in the <laughs> afternoon, and like the whole country's watching the same thing. Whereas now we do a very personalised TV experience, and I think that's my analogy with the Chat GPT is it will just really bring a lot of personalisation to the way we individually work with technology. Yeah, and hopefully put it to the good, right? Things like. Uh, you know, health and the environment and these areas that we, we can really look to improve. So final question for you and a future focused one. How will the most successful companies of the next 10 years think about talent? 
Yeah, it's a tricky question, isn't it? Because so much is changing right now. Um, we're all very much concerned, uh, good, bad, and, you know, different angles on AI. So I think when we look at the future and, you know, particularly successful companies and, you know, 10 years from now, wow, it's hard to say. But I think we are in a period of uncertainty. And certainly, you know, talent will probably look different. I think, you know, some of those boundaries, um, the way we see skills and job roles, they'll change and the boundaries to entering those roles will change. So, um, yeah, I think uh, it's going to be incredibly important for those big organizations. I think they're going to adapt and they're going to be very agile. They're probably going to continue to invest and want to have the the talent that's needed. So upskilling and training is still very important to the way they look at talent. But I'm sure some of those yeah traditional boundaries and expectations are just going to change. Some roles that we see today might not even exist. Um, and it's interesting because actually I was reading about um, PwC have done some research in this area and they've sort of categorized talent and, and the workforce into, into four different areas based on colors, uh, red, blue, green and, and yellow. I think it is. And it just gets you thinking. I mean, yeah, like with AI, the the ability to on, be entrepreneurial and move in and have new, new tech, technology going on will be incredible. And that will enable new talent to come through and serve customers in a different way. So, um, yeah, hard to say. I think um, those big organizations and the way they look at talent, it will be different. I think they'll continue to probably uh, invest invest in learning, invest in talent, but it will look very different as to what those job roles and job skills are that are required from where we are today. Um, but yeah, certainly a lot of change going on right now. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll wait and see, I guess, what that looks like in the future. Lex, thank you very much for talking to me. Yeah, thank you, Matt. Very nice to uh, speak to you today. Thanks for having me. My thanks to Lex. You can subscribe to this podcast in Apple Podcasts, on Spotify or via your podcasting app of choice. Please also follow the show on Instagram. You can find us by searching for Recruiting Future. You can search all the past episodes at recruitingfuture.com. On that site, you can also subscribe to our monthly newsletter, Recruiting Future Feast and get the inside track about everything that's coming up on the show. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next time, and I hope you'll join me. This is my show. <laughs>